1: Charlie
2: Wright Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. You can contact us at info at strategicinvestorradio.com and go to our website to hear podcasts of all of our interviews, Strategic Investor Radio. Com. I'm Charlie Wright. Today is December eleventh, two 2015, and we have the distinct pleasure and privilege of talking with Paul Dunn of Blue Rock Investments. Paul is here, here with us in the studio. Paul, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio.
3: Thank you, Charlie. Appreciate it.
2: So, uh, Paul, give us a little of your background
3: here. I started uh, a little over 30 years ago. I've had a, a broad career. I've been president of a bank in Texas, uh, ran a very large investment management firm in uh, real estate uh, and then uh, became an investment advisor. We had uh, approximately 3,000, mostly physicians and dentists, uh, with just under a billion of assets under management. More recently, I've been involved with Burak, where we have done what we consider to be smart investing in the real estate arena.
2: Okay, so tell us about Blue Rock, what it
3: does and who it is. Yeah, we're a 13-year-old firm. Uh, most of our team is based in Manhattan. Uh, we buy what you would call institutional real estate, large, uh, high-quality properties, um, and we have a variety of different offerings that are involved in that, uh, in that sphere. What we're going to talk about today, though, I think is probably our most unique uh, strategy, which is uh, it allows investors to get access to the institutional private real estate market. These are not non-traded REITs. Uh, that most people see in the marketplace. These are these big, large pools that large pension plans invest in. Uh, Charlie, when you walk around San Francisco or New York or any big city and you look at those big office buildings and shopping centers and, and some of the apartment complexes, you say, I wonder who owns it. And it turns out it's these large institutional pools that have very unique investment uh, characteristics. Uh, and um, we've been for the, one of the very few firms that have been able to access those pools and build uh, mutual funds for investors.
2: And most of our listening audience, Paul, are going to be private investors and advisors for private investors. So what do you have for the private investor? Uh,
3: we also do uh, private placements. Uh, that includes uh, 1031 exchange offerings. And then we also are involved in offerings in uh, uh, development uh, projects that uh, are generally one, you know, we're looking to uh, have a high rate, or total rate of return with a relatively short uh, holding period of two to three years. Um, and so we, uh, we have the mutual fund that represents the f- focus of the asset class of real estate, and then we have these niche strategies that are designed for investors with specific goals.
2: So what kind of real estate are we talking about? Is it specifically commercial, large commercial? Uh, uh, do you also do industrial? Do you also do residential?
3: Um, One of the things that makes uh, Blue Rock unique is is that most firms are uh, specified to a specific type of real estate. Um, We're agnostic. All markets are cyclical, Charlie. You know that as well as I do. And there are times that uh, one sector is going to be more attractive than the other. And our investment discipline and our investment team have extraordinary skills in looking at the marketplace and making a decision. For example, um, over the last four or five years, we've been very big in investing in, in uh, high-quality, A-quality multifamily Um, uh, that has had extraordinary rent increases over the last several years. That has drawn in a lot of investors, uh, and therefore um, uh, the the returns are not at the levels they used to be. So we've rotated now to doing development uh, uh, multifamily, where there's still an extraordinary return opportunity in most cases. In, in due course, we'll, we'll go to industrial as necessary. We have background in that area and office and retail. So, again, it's trying to be smart about this rather than just go in the marketplace to advisors and, and their clients and say, hey, uh, we do this and it's always a good time to invest in that. That's just not actually the case.
2: And geographically, are you spread out or are you primarily focused on the larger urban areas or where are you?
3: Now We want to be in what we call the NFL cities. Uh, so that's uh, a bit of the focus, and we tend to be uh, essentially Texas through the Sunshine States to the east. Uh, the prices are more reasonable there than uh, they are out here in California, for example. Um, the growth prospects are very, very strong in places like Nashville and, uh, and Orlando, and and um, you know, Orlando is building a um, a medical center out there, uh, Charlie, that's going to be larger than uh, a, a larger employer base than uh, Mickey Mouse and Disney will have in Orlando. Florida. I mean, there's lots going on in some parts of the country.
2: And are you primarily uh, focused on dividends or do you look at equity growth? Uh, what do you focus on? Okay,
3: well, again, we, we've got numerous strategies. And so for the investor that's investing in a, a tax-free, tax-sheltered exchange at 1031, um, we're very much oriented towards income. The investor uh, typically wants uh, that, and we are looking for highly stabilized properties uh, with very, very low risk. On the other end of the spectrum, uh, in the development projects that we we work with, and we always work with joint ventures who are local experts. That's one of the keys to our success. And what we're looking for is um, uh, probably no cash flow. I mean, when you're building a a new property, there's no rents to be uh, captured in the beginning. Um, But by the third year, the property is fully leased up, ready to be sold to someone who's going to pay a premium price for the property, uh, for the development process that we've gone through. So we're looking for a high total return over, say, a three-year holding period. And then, again, in the mutual fund, uh, we're looking for very, very stable returns. Um, Most people don't realize that there are, um, as compared with most mutual funds, that there are some mutual funds that have very, very low volatility. In the last three years, our mutual fund has had one day that's been down more than 1%. Uh, Compare that with 156 days in the stock market, et cetera. So, um, again, we we custom design these uh, in in a way that's uh, designed to meet the needs of the investor.
2: Paul, hold that right there. We need to take a quick break. We're talking with Paul Dunn with Blue Rock Investments. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, and we'll be right back. For today's Financial Minute on Strategic Investor Radio, we're talking with David Garrett, owner of Timertrack.com. Dave, what do you have for us today?
4: Hi, Charlie. Well, I thought maybe a few tips for picking a market timer might be helpful. So I'm just going to jump in here. First, look for consistency rather than the best performer over a given period. Most people choose market timing because they don't want to lose principle in the rough times. If that's you then look for timers that do well in multiple periods of time but don't necessarily beat the market or don't necessarily hit the top rankings. What you really want in market timing is consistency. The benefits are that you're, you're less likely to be, to be disappointed and you have a much higher probability of achieving your goals. Look at the ranking in the top ten for one year and for six months and for five years and so forth. The timer doesn't need to be in the top ranking all the time, but should be in the okay rankings. Again, what you really want is consistency. If I were an investor, I would always try to look at a performance graph and ask myself the question, when I see that graph of his performance, would I be comfortable with that? And try to try to guess your emotional reaction to certain parts of that graph. When you see his equity line turned down, ask yourself: Would I have an emotional reaction to that? Would I be able to stay with it, or would I panic and run?
2: Somebody wants to learn more, Dave. Uh, how do they reach you? Uh,
4: simply jump on the internet, go to TimerTrack t i m e r t r a c dot com, and there we are. TimerTrack dot com.
2: Or they can check out our weekly show on octalkradio.net. Dave, thanks so much.
4: You bet. And now back to Charlie and his guest.
2: Thank you, Paul. Again, welcome back. We're talking with Paul Dunn of Blue Rock and you're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. So, Paul, you guys are an institutional real estate uh, company. Do you buy properties that have already been developed? Do you sometimes develop new properties? How do you do that?
3: Well, in terms of our private placement offering, um, we're going to both invest in um, existing, what's called stabilized real estate because we're working for strong cash flow and in our growth oriented, uh, high total return oriented uh, private placement investments. Where well, There we're going to do uh, right now development uh, projects uh, where we've got the opportunity to uh, invest in a property after the real estate's been acquired, after all the permits, uh, just before construction starts. So we minimize the risk to construction and then lease up risk, and then we want to hold it for two to three years, get that lease up period, and sell it to someone that wants to buy a stabilized property.
2: Okay. Now, Paul, we all know that you're not the only firm in the world who does this stuff. There are lots of REITs, uh, traded REITs, uh, publicly traded REITs, non-traded REITs, etc. Sure. There are 1031 exchange, DST kinds of opportunities elsewhere. What do you see and and promote? as your unique position in the market
3: a number of things number one we already spoke about the fact that we're agnostic as to a property type we're not just there saying this uh, we, we do apartments and that's what we do and you should always be doing apartments because that's simply not the case the second is is that in most of our transactions where we're a direct investor we joint venture with the local operators the, the, the guy on the ground that's in atlanta knows that market better than any national firm is going to do and so we go in there we joint venture with them uh, We we utilize their expertise, their knowledge. They know which side of the street to be on. They've probably competed against that project before, et cetera. And, And coming in as a joint venture, by the way, is how the institutions do it, but is relatively uncommon otherwise.
2: Okay. Now the institutional marketplace—they're typically built, you know, using 100, 200, 300 plus million dollars in doing these things. So you raise funds from private investors to do that. But do you also work with
3: institutions? We have two, two answers to that. One is is that um, we invest uh, through, uh, through individual investors, and the typical amount that we're raising on behalf of investors is 15 to 18 million dollars to do a, a single property. You know, three. 400-unit apartment complex in, in uh, one market or another. Our institutional focus is actually to, inside that mutual fund I was talking about. When you look at uh, where can you get iconic properties, uh, you know, the $900 million office building in Boston, um, That those come through the institutional resources, and we've bundled that in a mutual fund that allows investors to get access to institutional real estate, to get access to the returns that are unique without the volatility of the stock market and still have a, um, a, a mutual fund structure. Okay, and so about how? what size is your mutual fund at this point? Our mutual fund is $225 million. We're seeking to raise $500 million, so we're about halfway there. And uh, we've got a three-year track record now. We just completed that in October.
2: Okay, great. So uh, tell us, what kind of uh, marketplace... Conditions would not be conducive or helpful moving forward for your projects.
3: Well, at some point in, uh, in every cycle, there's a time when there's uh, too much construction. I mean, that's the ultimate issue that drives. Uh, one of the reasons that I enjoy real estate is a fundamentally a supply and demand business. You know, the demand side, the stork solves that for you in one context. And so you know, you know, one of the key issues in apartments, for example, is who's turning 24 years old. That that demographics critically important. And there's a huge uh, post baby boomer uh, uh, group coming through the pipeline. On, that side. So the the risk side is often determined by the amount of construction that's going on out there. Over the last, as you well know, Charlie, over the last, from 2007, construction's been very low. You do see some cranes in the air now, but they're still not anywhere near catch-up. So there's really um, aggressive rent increases going on, certainly in the multifamily Uh, strong in the hotel, strong in the industrial, not as strong in in office and uh, retail right now, Uh, but there is simply not enough uh, supply of space to meet the demand. So, you know, frankly, the the supply and demand equation for the next three to five years for real estate investors is extraordinarily strong.
2: Paul, as we all know, December of 2015, we're about to have a rate increase, if not this month, then sometime in the next six months probably. And that should not be the final rate increase that we have. They've been going down for 30 years. They're going to be rising. What do you see... Uh, rising interest rates, what kind of impact do you see that having on the real estate market, especially the kind of markets you're in?
3: Yeah, uh, Charlie, it's interesting because the discussion uh, that I've been having with uh, with our team is the expectation that while interest rates are going to come up uh, probably in the next several days, and uh, it's not likely to look that much like a traditional where the, there's a ratcheting going up on an ongoing basis. There'll be starts and stops over the next two years. Um, and so, uh, the, but the reality is, is that the rent increases across the marketplace are are strong now, have been strong, and are likely to continue to be strong because of the lack of supply and, and the increase in demand. That it's not very compelling. When interest rates go up, they go up because the economy is getting stronger. When the economy is getting stronger, you're getting higher higher rents and higher occupancies, which which result in higher values. If you look back, in fact, there's a chart right in front. I looked at the last five interest rate, six interest rate increases by the Fed going back all the way to 1978, um, and what we see is institutional real estate has in every one of the six significantly uh, performed extraordinarily well, frankly, during uh, rising interest rate periods, unlike the traded REIT market and some of the other more, uh, you know, um, uh, traded markets, which are much more vulnerable interest rates. Real estate values actually hold their hold their own, uh, but the stock stock market treats them poorly. So one of the uh, tricks of our trade is to build this mutual fund that's not dependent on stock market pricing.
2: Very interesting. Paul, we need to stop and take another break here. Uh, we're talking with Paul Dunn of Blue Rock. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, and we'll be right back. Music.
1: According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. it's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio dot com.
4: And now back to Charlie to wrap it up.
2: Thank you, Paul. Again, we're talking with Paul Dunn of Blue Rock Investments. Paul, we've been talking about your uh, mutual fund and your... uh 1031 exchange, DST kinds of products here for investors. Tell us a little about uh, the institutional marketplace that you guys have been uh, so experienced
3: at. Well, this mutual fund, which we call Total Income Plus Real Estate, which is uh, T-I-P-R-X, is the symbol, uh, has a unique set of investment characteristics. If you go back to its benchmark, which is now 37 years old, what you find, Charlie, is uh, out of 37 years, there's only ever been four down years out of 37, which is really remarkable, uh, number one. Number two is the yield has always, uh, in each and every year, been over 5%. And then over, over extended period of times, what you historically see is, is that the returns have been about the rate of the stock market with risk of the bond market with very low volatility in terms of these things. So an investor that wants what's called highly efficient investments, uh, called the Sharpe ratio technically, it has as high a Sharpe ratio as I've ever seen in anything. And in fact, it's proved out over the three years that we've been up and running now where our return has been north of 9% and our, um, our volatility has been less than the bond market over the last three years. And frankly, we're not intimidated by the out, uh, outlook of rising interest rates because historically, Again, institutional real estate has performed well.
2: Very interesting. Paul, uh, let us ask a question we always like to ask here. Uh, what keeps you awake at night?
3: Well, the, the, you know, I, I worry about the more global. Uh, this country and the world has so much debt. That in a macro level, um, that has to be resolved, uh, and it's not just outstanding debt. The you know, pension plan obligations is part of debt too, and that, that sits there. So the the need for or the likelihood that governments etc. are going to inflate their way out of that at some point in time concerns me longer term. Shorter term, actually, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty comfortable with the outlook for our sector, which is real estate, um, and uh, we'll see how it sorts itself out.
2: Okay, we appreciate that. And the second question we always like to ask is what book on investing would you recommend for our listeners?
3: Yeah, I really enjoy uh, Peter Bernstein's Against the Gods, which is really the story of risk, and it takes it all the way back in historical periods, et cetera, and, um, and, and, and reviews with uh, the reader some great anecdotes as well as some really sophisticated discussions on how to design an investment portfolio.
2: Very interesting. We have not had that one recommended before. We've had other books by Peter Bernstein, sure, but uh, that particular one we have not had recommended, so we appreciate that. Certainly. So, Paul, how do people find Blue Rock?
3: It's pretty simple, Uh, BlueRockFunds.com, and we're happy to respond to any questions that folks may have.
2: Okay, now I also found BlueRockRE.com. That's
3: that's our parent. BlueRock Real Estate is the parent, and then the investment products uh, fall under BlueRock Funds.
2: BlueRock Funds. Sure. Okay. And then
3: we're happy to take a call from anybody <laughs> <laughs> either way.
2: Yeah, of course. So, Paul, uh, give us final words here for our listeners to understand what it is that Blue BlueRock has to offer and somewhat your uniqueness in the market.
3: Yeah. So. Uh, thanks, uh, Charlie and thank you so much for having me on your show. So um, number one is, is that um, we're really agnostic in the real estate sector so that we can adjust uh, as the market rotates uh, and, and number two is, is that these joint ventures that we enter in with local operators gives us an extraordinary leg up and then three, for an investor that just wants some access to uh, real estate, we think that the institutional real estate market as represented through this uh, total income plus real estate fund provides extraordinary diversification for an investor in a very um, low uh, low volatility um, and high income strategy. Paul, thank you very
2: much. And again, we appreciate you coming into the studio and being with us here today. Again, uh, we've been listening, we've been with Paul Dunn of Blue Rock Investments. Uh, and you've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. And again, you can contact us at info at strategicinvestorradio.com or go to our website to hear podcasts of all of our interviews, strategicinvestorradio.com. I'm Charlie Wright wishing you an enjoyable week and productive
0: Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with Partner Vest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Partner Vest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. Partner Vest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security.